Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Bob Berman. And I am Jim Metzner with Astounding Universe. Let's explore the most famous star in the sky. I know, I can guess it's uh, Sirius. Well, that's a good guess. In fact, I'd say Polaris, the North Star. Is there any other star that's really well-known? Arcturus. Well, that's awfully well-known, too. And I'll bet a lot of people don't know that the light from Arcturus was used to open the World's Fair back in Chicago, going almost a century ago now. Okay, but it's none of the above. No, we're thinking about the only star that I know of that a movie was named after. Betelgeuse, or the movie was actually called... Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse, and they spelled it that way, so it would make you think of it that way. And a lot of people do pronounce it Betelgeuse, but the preferred pronunciation. But if you say Betelgeuse, Betelgeuse... I'm not going to say it again, because then, <laughs> then Michael Keaton, what was his name? The Michael doctor? Keaton was in it, and Gina Davis. Yeah. yeah. And of course, it's famous not just because of the movie, but because Orion is one of the constellations that a lot of people can identify, and this is the only orange star in the constellation. It's the shoulder star, and so I think a fair number of people can point to it and say, there's Betelgeuse. Before we get more granular here, what does the name Betelgeuse signify? Where does that come from? It comes from the Arabic. Actually, it's a very, very old word. It even comes from the Sumerian before the Arabs picked it up. And it originally was Ibdeljoza, which means the shoulder or the armpit of the sheep. Because the Sumerians, before it was considered a hunter, it was considered a sheep. Maybe the least glamorous name in the whole universe, the armpit of the sheep. (laughs) And this isn't even well known, because if you look it up in your encyclopedia or dictionary, there's all sorts of other so-called meanings for it. The hand of the giant, the shoulder of the giant, all sorts of other things. But the Arabic scholar I trust... Uh, shows it to be the armpit of the sheep. This is the kind of stuff that you hear in this program (laughs) and nowhere else. You heard it here, folks. Bob, the armpit of the sheep guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And of course, it's famous for a couple of other reasons, too. It is the most likely of the bright stars in the sky to explode into a supernova. Now, I've been hearing about this in the news. And of course, you know, with the news... If it bleeds, it leads. So there's always a disaster lurking. Otherwise, Betelgeuse would not be in the news. So why are we hearing about it? Well, we've known for a long time that it's a very likely supernova candidate. It weighs a lot, and that's the kind of star that can blow up. It has a mass or a weight somewhere between 10 and 20 times that of our sun. Those are just the kind of stars that in their old age cannot support their outer shells of material, and they collapse inward, and that produces the temperatures that starts a supernova going. Yeah, but that's something that mostly just astronomer folk would know. But even us lay people 
have been alerted to the fact that there's something happening. That's right. Now, it, it is a variable star, meaning that it changes its brightness, but irregularly. It's not one of those very accurate light changes that are caused by two stars that go around each other and eclipse each other on a precise timetable. This star actually, Betelgeuse, grows bigger and smaller in a rough three-year period. At its brightest, it comes close to matching the foot star of Orion, that is Rigel. So it's a good comparison star. Just look in the same constellation, look at the other bright star, and ask yourself whether Betelgeuse is about the same as Rigel. It very rarely is that bright. Okay, so now, in my mind's eye, I can picture Orion. It's sort of like this, not quite a rectangle, but there's four stars. Now, the top two are the shoulder stars. Correct. And the bottom two are the The foot stars. The foot stars. And then in the middle, there's the belt. The famous belt. So I'm looking at it up in the sky, and Betelgeuse is the... Upper left. Upper left. And that's getting... It varies. It gets brighter. It gets dimmer. In the 1940s, it was the dimmest that anyone had seen in many decades. One year, I think it was 1941. And just a year later, it was brighter than anyone had seen in many decades. That's unusual, because that's just a one-year change from brightest to dimmest. Usually it is a multi-year requirement. And when it's at its dimmest, well, it pretty much matches the orange star Aldebaran, which is way to the right of Orion. It's the only other orange star in that vicinity, but it lets the casual stargazer, you don't need a telescope, you don't need binoculars, you don't need sky knowledge. If you can find Orion, just look at that shoulder star, that orange shoulder star, that's Betelgeuse, compared to the foot star, which is kind of bluish, and see, is it dimmer than Rigel, the foot star? Yes, it sure is. Then compare it all the way to the right to the other orange star in Aldebaran. and that's quite a distance to the right. And these days, Betelgeuse pretty much matches that. So that's a big change in brightness for Betelgeuse. But does that mean that's a sign that it's going to turn into a supernova? That's what the mass media is pretty much saying. However, most astronomers say... It's been this dim before, and it didn't blow up. Mm-hmm. And when it does blow up, it could happen in 100,000 years from now, or it could happen tomorrow. But it's more likely closer to 100,000 years or 50,000 years. So let's not hold our breaths and wait for it to blow up, although that would be pretty cool. It would be the brightest thing in the night sky. It would cast shadows. It would still be seen in the daytime. Some worry that it would send radiation our way and harm us, but because it's so far away... 650 or 700 light years, we're not exactly sure the distance, but that's plenty far enough that the radiation, yeah, would produce slight changes in Earth's biosphere, maybe a slight increase in mutations, and evolution would speed up a little bit, but this is nothing that's going to destroy Earth or that we'd even notice. Let's say that that happens, like tonight, for example, or in the daytime or whenever. All of a sudden, we're seeing this supernova explosion. How long ago did that happen in real time? 640 years, probably. That's, we think that's the distance to Betelgeuse. 640 light years. Yes, which means it happened 640 years ago. So, Betelgeuse could be toast 639 years ago, and this year, we would find out. Exactly. Hello. So the most famous star, getting dimmer than it's been seen in a century, could blow up, though it probably won't for quite some time, but it's still the most likely star to blow up. Reason enough to keep an eye on it. This is going to totally reinvigorate Michael Keenan's career. The movie will be re-released. And Betelgeuse 2. And people will start calling it Betelgeuse again. There you go. But tonight, you could go out 
look for Orion. It's a very viewable constellation, one of the few constellations that I can pick out. And check out Betelgeuse. Yep. And Orion is visible uh, November, December, January, February, March, and April, all those months. It's one of the few constellations that can be seen everywhere in the world because it happens to hover right above Earth's equator. So it's one of those that are not a southern or a northern constellation. It's universal. But in our neck of the woods, it's a winter constellation. Primarily. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so with that, check out Betelgeuse tonight if you can. Think of Astounding Universe, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Berman. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.